1: So my next guest is a young lady I've got a tremendous amount of respect for. I really do. She, uh, her name is Jennifer Harrison. She's been on this show many, many times. She's done local radio shows of her own out on Long Island. And she's got a, a pretty sad story. Her boyfriend was murdered on Long Island many, many, many years ago. So Jen, inspired by him, started this victim, uh, Victims Advocate Group. It's hard to say that. Phil, can you say Victims Advocate Group Three times quickly. Not even once. Say it. Vi- victims Advocate Group. Victims Advocate ad- <laughs> It sucks. I hate this job. Come on. Get it done. Three this times. This job sucks. Say it. Three times. Come on. Victims Advocate Group. Victims Advocate group. <laughs> It sucks. Uh, now let's uh, go to Zach uh, Wilson. See if he can do it. It's a serious thing. We like shouldn't be fellow. laughing. But it's, spelled it, spelled it, smart, every yeah. time I try to say it, it's hard to say it, too. But uh, at any rate, he does some really <laughs> incredible work. And when I saw this story about this uh, little Ava Wood, 14-year-old girl murdered by her own father a couple of days ago. I want depressed the hell out of me, and I wanted to talk to Jennifer about that and a, a variety of issues, guns, and I know Bill O'Reilly reached out to her very, very recently. So here she is making her return to the Sid and Friends in the Morning Show, Jennifer Harrison. Jennifer, good morning, sweetie. How are you?
0: Good morning. I'm well. How are you?
1: How are things in Shirley, Long Island today? <sighs>
0: Well, today they're a little bit better, but the other night I was actually emailing back and forth with Bill O'Reilly's producers, and across the creek from me, there was apparently a drive-by shooting.
1: Is that right? In Shirley? And Shirley. Now, we're not yeah. that far removed from Lee Zeldin, who lives there. His daughter is stunning at home one day, and there were gunshots at his house also.
0: Right. Well, I apparently live down the block from where the hangout is for one of the gangs that was involved in that. So I've been on edge ever since that. But to hear gunshots like right outside my house as I'm putting my son to bed was extremely disturbing. So you
1: heard the gunshots? Oh, yeah. And now this is MS-13. This is a gang. You're, You're sure about that?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a gang, but to be honest, I don't know, because all of these migrants are now being housed. There's a, a state Indian reservation down the road for me, too, and apparently the migrants are being housed there. Um, so, like, and they're not being vetted. So I don't know if, like, that that's MS-13, and then there's a bloods hangout in the reservation. So now, like, they're, we're putting MS-13 and the bloods together. Oh I mean, I just God. I don't understand any of this.
1: Wow. Out there in Shirley, Long Island. So so who who are you talking to? What political office are you talking to to minimize this issue?
0: I mean, I'm trying to talk to all of them, obviously, anybody that will listen. It's just it's hard to get an answer because, you know, the, the government isn't being forthcoming with everything that's happening. So
1: when you say the government is not being forthcoming, you're talking about city, state, national, who are you talking about?
0: Well, it's hard for the state officials that I'm dealing with to get information about who's coming here. And it's hard for the county legislators to get information. Um, You know, obviously, like, they have to go through ulterior methods, like through social services, to find out how many people are registering for services and whatnot. But there's no information being provided on who's coming into our communities.
1: And you were clearly frustrated with some of the answers that the mayor gave me, About an hour ago weren't you
0: well listen I you know I text you that I'm not really the biggest fan of Mayor Adams but I do want him to succeed as a victim's advocate and somebody that lost a loved one to homicide I don't want any more victims or any more families especially mothers to have to bury their children and, and go through you know what I went through with Kevin so I do want him to succeed um i just you know i i don't necessarily agree with everything i do think that some of the numbers were up i shared the CompStat numbers with you and CompStat doesn't lie um you know there might actually be some crimes that are missing from there because some things don't get reported and sometimes they try and fudge the numbers in in their favor um so it might actually be a little bit higher than what we're seeing on there but no i don't buy into the fact that you know everything is definitely getting better um i know that he's trying But, you know, he also can't have it both ways. Mayor Adams uh, supported legislation like Clean Slate. He supported Less Is More, which I think, you know, a year from now, we're not going to be talking about bail reform. We're going to be talking about Less Is More, which is actually already deadlier than bail reform. Eric Adams supported that. He's supporting Clean Slate, and he's supporting other dangerous pieces of legislation that will release more violent recidivists like elder parole and fair and timely parole. So he can't have it both ways. He's either on one side of public safety or on the other.
1: Fair enough. Jennifer Harrison joining us right now. Now, Does your group have a name to it, Jen? I should know this. I don't.
0: (laughs) It's Victims' Rights New York. And you can go on the website, victimsrightsnypac.com.
1: Victims' Rights New York. One of the reasons why I keep bringing you back is you're very loyal, too, on top of all of this, all the great work you're doing. And I remember when Errol Lewis at New York One was calling me out, talking about clean slate and less is more. When Errol Lewis was calling me out, you went to Twitter, and you went berserk on his ass. I mean, you kicked his ass up and down those Twitter streets, and you made mention of all these things. You just mentioned with Eric Adams that uh, Mr. Lewis— is one of the guys that is friendly with Stewart cousins, seems to have no issue with the, uh, with the no ca- with the no bail. all these things, and I love it when you point out these guys in the media that continue to hurt our city.:
0: Well er- Errol Lewis is such a hypocrite Sid because you know he's up there on his platform preaching about how everybody deserves a second chance and, and for all these progressive reforms that are destroying the city, that are destroying the state now that are that I have shootouts happening as I'm putting my son to bed in Suffolk County, Long Island, because of people like Errol Lewis. But everybody deserves a second chance, except for you, right? So, <laughs> no, you. of course, I, I'm going to call him out Thank on his BS every chance that I get.
1: Now, what was the Bill O'Reilly conversation about the last couple of days? I know the the, the the shootings, I think, in California. Not sure what that has to do with what you work on a daily basis. What was the conversation between you and Bill O'Reilly's producer about? Uh,
0: well, we were talking about, you know, just uh, – different ideas for the show and uh, and talking points and whatnot. And then I ended up going on his show last night, which was, which was very nice. I'm glad that he had me on. We had a nice conversation. But, um, you know, the, the shootings in California are a whole other thing, too. You have all these progressive idiots on their soapboxes talking about gun control, but then passing reforms that release everybody from prison with illegal weapons charges.
1: Right. And the gun control stuff is silly because... These are the states, these are the cities that are the strictest gun laws that are having the most victims. So clearly, you know, the, these gun laws are not stopping anybody from doing this, clearly.
0: No, no, and nobody cares about the fact that, you know, right right down the block from me, there are kids killing each other. So wh- what are we doing about that? What are we doing to stop the massacre on a daily basis of these young statistics show that it's young black men that are killing each other in our streets. And why doesn't anybody care about that?
1: Nobody does. A Black men killing black men. And it goes uh, big numbers. Look at Chicago. So I brought up this story to you a couple of days ago about this little girl, Ava Wood, the 14-year-old girl who was killed by her father because he's mad at the mother. And we see these types of stories all the time where where these kids, they become collateral damage basically in a failed relationship between mommy and daddy. Now, there are always warnings, right? There's always a red flag that says, hey, one of these two parents have the potential to do what this animal did to Ava Wood, and yet we're still reading about all these stories. I know it breaks both of our hearts. What can we do about that?
0: It's so heartbreaking, Sid, and and it happens more than you know, as we discussed the other day. You know, Kira Franchetti, who was four years old and was murdered by her father, uh, in Florida, after being granted visitation by a judge in New York, his, he shot his four-year-old daughter. We had Thomas Valva right here, who was abused and tortured by his father and stepmother um, after repeated warnings. So we need major, major reform in the family court system. Um, there, we need training. We need, uh, there needs to be reform with forensic psychologists and their evaluations and, and what kind of training they have family court lawyers are i mean they they really just like they're rapists if you if you ask me like they 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 take money and suck you dry and then come to a settlement and nobody really cares about what's best for the child in any of these situations of course you know i'm exaggerating there are some people that are good people in the system but a lot of people just do take advantage of it which is wrong and uh, i don't know if i mentioned judicial reform but we you know we we just, there needs to be major major change and, of course, I think that there should be repercussions for people that take advantage of the system, too, and use the system to alienate children from the other parent because, you know, these, these family court judges see this on a daily basis, and I think that they kind of get – um you know, hardened to it yeah. or it becomes yep. normalized and right. and they just think that that's what everybody's doing. So it, it's a huge problem and it's happening more and more and, and we need reform across the board in the family court system.
1: Now what happened, and, and I'm sorry bringing bring up a, a, um, a sore situation for you, but I think after this great conversation, it kind of puts a nice little bow on it. What happened in your situation? Your boyfriend was murdered out on Long Island many, many years ago. Did they get the guy? Is the guy in jail? Whatever happened in your situation?
0: Well, actually said he was murdered in New Jersey in 2005. And uh, he was at a bar on a Friday night with his friend. And uh, it was actually over a girl that he was with while we were broken up. She showed up there and was mad that he wasn't paying attention to her. So she went over and flirted with these guys. His friend, who was a great guy, went over and said, so-and-so, I'm going to take you home before you get yourself in trouble. And the guy that she was talking to stood up and stabbed him in the heart.
1: Oh, my God. Um,
0: yeah, my boyfriend, I don't think he realized that he was dead. I think that he probably thought he was knocked out and went over, and he ended up getting stabbed with two different lives as well. Um, the three brothers that were involved, one was out on parole in New York, was never even violated For crossing state lines, which is a violation of parole, for being in a bar, which is a violation of parole, or for um, congregating with other convicted felons, which is a violation of parole, or for, forget about being convicted of murder because he wasn't, but being involved in an altercation that led to the death of two people, which should be a violation of parole. Never even violated for parole, okay? One of the brothers pled guilty. He got five and a half years for Kevin and six and a half years for his friend. And the two other brothers that had uh, more extensive records got, went completely free in a plea deal.
1: Wow. That is and really so, depressing. So the
0: one that served time, uh, he was released in 2014.
1: Oh, he's already out? Yep. And uh, were you nervous when this guy got out that maybe he was going to come after you? Or, or, or not really, that was...
0: Well, when when um, the court case was happening, I actually bartended at stands across from Yankee Stadium, and these guys lived in the Bronx. Um, so, like, after the plea deal, I was a little bit nervous because they, you know, I didn't know if I, I was on the subway with them. Like, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but, you know, I lived through it. And I, I'm less nervous because I don't think that they want to go back to jail for coming after me. Um so, I, you know, I, I try not to think about it too much, but it, it is uh, it's awful. I do go on their Facebook pages once in a while just to see what's happening. And it's not fun to see them spending holidays with their families uh, oh. after all this time when we don't have that.
1: I'm sorry. Um, wow. That is a, uh, a difficult story to say the least, Jen. You, you, you um you show amazing courage amazing brave I go on your page and I in fact uh, just a couple of months ago you had a whole page of pictures with you and Kevin and I don't know if you were celebrating an anniversary or maybe it was even the day he died I don't know but I do remember seeing like 20 different pictures of a very young Jen and a young Kevin in bars all across like was it Jersey or Long Island I forget but it was, um, both? they were beautiful. Nice pictures. So, Hey, uh, for folks who want to get more involved and may have gone through what you went through, Jennifer, or going through it right now, how do they contact you and get involved?
0: Uh, so victimsrightsnypac.com has all of our information on there. People can donate on there too. Uh, we are a political action committee. So we all, all donations go towards supporting political campaigns that support our issues. And, um, also on social media, all my handles are Victims' Rights NY.
1: All right, listen, great job as always. Thank you for hopping on today. You're always a tremendous guest. You really all will talk again next week. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Sid, and good luck in that room. <laughs> Be a little more quiet in the morning. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess. Thank you. This is, folks. Jennifer Harrison, Victims' Rights, and uh, really a, uh, an amazing girl. Been through a heck of a lot, folks, a heck of a lot.